Good afternoon and welcome to the Market Wrap for week ending 9th of July 2021. Uh, APW, Stuart Williamson here at the helm. So this week, what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about what's happening to UK housing prices. This, they've fallen for the first time for five months, according to Halifax. According to Halifax, average price of a home dipped to 260358 from June. Still £21,000 higher than it was this time last year. So it dipped. Is it the end of the world? Is it the end of the, end of the road for the UK property prices? Uh, we don't think so, but I thought it'd be an opportunity to compare what alternatives are out there. Okay, so let's look at what is the standard thing people compare it to, which is the stock market. Okay, again, there was another report out this week that said, take more risk on your pension or work for 10 years longer, according to... A consultancy called LCP and the Interactive Investor website forecast a pension pot growth have fallen dramatically from a real return of 4.2% in 2007 to 2.4% in 2017. And the trend continues through to the present day. Savers who set aside 8% of their pension will now need to keep working until their 70s to accumulate the same pension pot for those who started a decade earlier. So things look pretty grim on the alternative to property, which is the stock market. So I thought, well, okay, sounds grim. So let's actually look at the real figures. What are the real comparisons? If we take the residential property prices in the UK from 1991, 2001, 2011, and 2021, and we look at those and then compare them to the stock market, the FTSE, which is going to be better? Over 20 years, house prices in the UK have gone from £158,000 to £268,000. I think as I said earlier, on, or £260,000 it is now because it just dipped a little bit. And that's an increase over 20 years of 69% and over 10 years of 32%. So we compare that the FTSE, the Financial Times Stock, Ex Stock Index, of 100 top UK shares, it's quite quite surprising. In 2000, the market stood at about 6,200. In 2011, stood at 5,815. And today is at 7,030. So the increases have been 17% over 10 years and 13% over 20 years, which is quite bizarre. I mean, I've always said that stock markets will outperform property in the longer term. And there's the difference, really, is the case of stock markets or stocks. Uh, there's a great article in uh, Investopedia, and it says, there are those who claim you'd be better off investing in property rather than shares, as the asset is more tangible and potentially represents less risk. For most people, investing in property market is a long-term buy and hold strategy, where time in the market yields the good results. When you buy a property, it will remain relatively unchanged as an investment for decades, with the exception of general maintenance. That's true. So let's look at the stock market. Shares, on the other hand, should never be treated as a long-term investment. So it's not a case of just buy the market and leave it. Rather, it should be treated as a short to medium-term investment vehicle where timing the market is crucial. See the difference between the two? Time in the market or timing the market. It's far more important than time in the market. In fact, when it comes to shares, time in the market is everything. It's simply because because it's not just about buying low and selling high. It's buying low and selling high and getting the timing right. Okay, so 
time in the market or timing the market. They're the two issues. The figures are there. 69% for property over 20 years, 13% for stocks and shares, if you go for a general approach. So what are the pros and cons? The pros of uh, property is passive. It's got some tax advantages. It's a hedge against inflation. And it's got you've got the ability to borrow against it, which you can't really do with stocks and shares. What are the cons? What are the negative aspects? It does take more work than buying stocks because you look after it. It can be illiquid and a transaction cost can be high. And your appreciation isn't guaranteed. It may go up or it may not. So those are, those are the pros and cons for real estate. For stocks and shares, it is highly liquid. It's easy to diversify. There's low transaction costs. It doesn't cost you much to get in. You buy an ETF, it's virtually nothing. You can use it in a pension or a retirement account and it can be tax efficient. The negative side is much more volatile. Some stocks can move sideways for years and years. A potential for emotion driven investing, you know, dead cap bounce, um, selling because you just had enough of it, all those sort of things. So stocks and shares, which is better? Really property if you're a passive investor, stocks and shares if you're a, 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 not a passive, if you're a, actually an aggressive, hands-on sort of person. Is it the end of the line for the, for the property market in the UK? No way. It's just, you know, just in the perfect part of the 18 year cycle. What are the alternatives out there? You can use stocks or shares, but there are other, other things you can do. There's a fantastic article in a Telegraph and the headline is, I'm retiring, retiring early after I made £225,000 investing in whiskey, where a gent called Parfit spent £4,700 on Scotch whiskey 30 years ago on a whim. Uh, he spent 3200 on a cask of single malt and 1500 on a cask of Tobermory. Now, three decades later, he's just selling them for £225,000 for the Macallan and for £150,000 for the Tobermory. There we go. Benefit of hindsight is a wonderful thing. Stocks and shares are a great thing in the right environment. Property is a great buying opportunity. It's not about timing it, it's because it's jumping in and being in it. There we go. That's my view. It's our view, APW. Thank you very much.